Hello everyone and welcome to God for Thought, the place where we take everyday situations and hardships and put it in God's perspective according to His Word and His will. Alright, so if you were here last time, on the last episode we spoke of uh, the worthless value is what I titled it. I spoke of King Nebuchadnezzar and his image that he had made to be worshipped by his people, the many nations and languages, and we spoke about all the stuff that God had put in that those few six verses there for us, you know, pointing out that it doesn't matter what we have on this earth, the value of this earth does not compare to the value that God needs or the, the, the value that God desires. He doesn't want what we have on this earth. It was just to begin with, he gave it to us. What he wants from us is for us to accept his son Jesus, first of all, and then after is to put our time and our effort and our soul and our heart, the stuff that is eternal our souls our spirit put everything in so that he may grow us within not that it's easy but the steps that we take are to develop us the good and the bad and the ugly okay so this one we are going to be talking going through seven through i think we're going through a lot here we went through verses 1 and 6, the first last one. We're going through 7 through 18, I believe. And mainly because, not that there's not a lot in here, there's a lot in here. But it's just that a lot of it is just what people are saying, and a lot of it's the same repetitive type stuff. So we'll go ahead and get started, but before that, we're going to go into some prayer. So if you would bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, as I come into your word today, in a state of prayer lord i pray that as i speak your truth father that you would just flow in your spirit flow in your holy spirit through me father so they do not hear my words my opinions my ways father but they hear you and only you so that they may be changed so that if they have not chose to accept you that they'll realize lord that if they choose you that their life could be made so much better that the joy and the happiness don't compare to the money or the value of what they have in this moment lord for what is a soul to gain if he gains the whole wild world if he loses his soul? It's not word for word, but you know what I mean. Heavenly Father, I come into you just praying that anyone that hears this and listens to this, that they get something out of it, Father, knowing that you've touched them. Or just a simple whisper, Lord, just a thought for them to grow and to give them the opportunities, Father. I thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to speak and preach to anyone who's listening out there a day from now, today, years from now, Father. And I thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Verse 7. Okay. Therefore, at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and all kinds of music... All the people, the nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar, the king, had set up. And see, there's a lot of people that, and this happens too in our life too. I just said two five times there. That's kind of weird. But anyways. So after in verse 6 and verse 5, it's whenever the herald commands the people that, hey, when you hear the music, you need to worship this image that the king had set up here for you to worship. Okay? So... Once that decree has been made, the people have heard it. Therefore, at that time, as soon as that happens, as soon as the sound of music becomes heard from all the people, the languages, and the nations even, they fell down and worshipped the golden image. Now, 
King Nebuchadnezzar at this moment might must think that he's done some good for his people, that he's doing some great things, that what he had tried to fill his God-sized hole with is actually working. And see, doesn't that doesn't how that works in our life too? It doesn't have to be this specific situation. You know, whenever we have this these emptiness in our lives, even when we are saved, when we start backsliding, uh, we fill it with these things of worldly things, of worldly value, of worldly things that will uh, satisfy the hunger, satisfy the thirst, satisfy the the desire, you know, satisfy that emptiness there, but only for a short time. It does not last forever. God is eternal. The things of this world are not. Everything wears down. Our bodies, uh, your cars that you're driving, the buildings that are being built, the strongest material on earth doesn't compare to the eternal. That is God, the eternal life. That is God and the love that he has to share to all people that accept him. In verse 8, uh, Wherefore at, the t- certain, at that time certain Chaldeans came near and accused the Jews and a Chaldean, I looked this up, if those of you that don't know, it's uh, they're people of the, I'm going to say country, I don't know if it's the right thing. Uh, the people of Chaldea, it's a place at that time, and they're, that's, that's what that is. They spake and said to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. Thou, O king, hast made a decree that every man shall hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music shall fall down and worship the golden image. And whoso falleth not down and worshipeth, that he should be cast into the midst of the bur- of a burning, burning, fiery furnace. So he's just basically repeating what the decree was. And I feel like he was trying to say this. to say, did you mean what you said? Did you actually mean what you said? Or are you going to take heed to what you decree? Or maybe the king just wasn't aware of this at the time. So they were just trying to let him know that, hey, you made this decree. You made this rule. And you have a few people that are not going by what you've said, what you have made law, since he is the king of that area. Then they go on to say, There are certain Jews whom thou hast set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the three three guests of honors, I'll say. These men, O king, have not regarded thee. They serve not thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now I want to make it clear, out of all these people that this king is over, only three have the faith enough, have are faithful enough to God to not go with what the king had made a law or decreed. Even though the king hath said, I keep saying hath, like I'm like I'm from the those times. The king hath said, no, no. The king hath said, has said that if you do not worship, sure death is to come. Put that in quotations. I'll say that every time. Sure death is to come. You will be cast in the burning, fiery furnace no matter what. And see, it's easy for us to go into this, uh, go and be like these other nations and people that are following. I guarantee not all of them want to worship this image. I'm sure they don't all believe in this image like the king does. Just like, much like uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the difference is they allow their fear, they allow their um, desire to be safe, to be in this comfortable state, which we all like to be, and we like to be comfortable. We like to get in a routine of things and not get out of that comfortable box. 
We'll see if you're following Jesus and you're following God. If you are on that journey, you're constantly going in, going out, being comfortable, and then you're going to do something else. You're going to be, and then a lot of times we conflict ourselves. We're like, well, I don't want to do this. I'm comfortable here. I like where I'm at now. But then on the other side, you don't see the other side like God does. And on the other side, God sees, well, see if you don't go out of the box here from your routine, you'll see that this season and this season that you're in, the blessing that you have becomes stale. The fruit that you're bearing have become unripe you see there's a time and place for everything like i said in ecclesiastes verse uh, chapter three i think it's i don't know if it's verse one but ecclesiastes chapter three says there's a time and place for everything under the purpose and under the heaven not word for word but basically it's what it's saying is that no matter what season you're in you have a purpose in that season and you have fruit to bear in that season and that season only a lot of us tend to do two things if we're not doing you know just bearing the fruit we like to do we like to try to bear fruit from the next season and today's season, which is not good because the fruit from this season is not developed, it's not ready. And not only that, we're not ready to handle the fruit on the next season because usually it's bigger and better. See, God only wants to improve us. He doesn't want to break us. I mean, we get broken down, but not because God wants to break down. We get broken down to be brought up stronger, much like how when you're working out going to the gym you break down your muscles and in, and in turn it builds up but it builds up stronger has an extra layer of strength because you broke it down has to be prepared for that is to come and a lot of times we also want to bear fruit from the past season and then because of that we end up getting in this whole confusion because we want to be comfortable much like a lot of these people here so they necessarily not everyone wanted to uh, worship the image that the king had set up but they did because they wanted to be comfortable they wanted to feel safe they didn't want to risk that other than three people Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego which just have an amazing faith they have a faith that I I hope I have in this situation see it's easy to say that we have this kind of faith but in reality we don't we don't have this faith in the moment we have the faith when everything's okay you know, and you go on to see this kind of stuff here. We have this convenient type faith that a lot of these, that the others have, may have, you know. We're faithful when things are good in our life, but then when something God puts something down in our life that we need to overcome, we're like, oh no, oh no. Is God going to be able to get us through this? Or am I good enough? Has God made me actually ready for this kind of thing? I'm not ready for this. And we have this convenient faith, and then that convenient faith, and not the eternal, not the faith that is, not the kind of faith that is uh, always there, no matter what. The full-fledged faith, I'll call it. We have this convenient faith that is dependent on the situations and the way that our life is going at that specific moment. And that faith is dangerous because it leads to these other things I've, I just talked about. It leads to you going back to where you were. It leads you to staying in your comfort zone. When in reality, where you need to be going is the outside. To get, you have to go out there to grow. You don't grow from doing the same stuff over and over. You do the same stuff over and over. You you get used to it. Your body gets used to it physically. Your mind gets used to it mentally. If you start preaching the same, if you don't go out and do something. You see, God has you wanting to preach this one-off thing, but you're used to doing this type of preaching. And you go doing this type of preaching, and that's what you're used to. Then you won't receive the blessing from what's on the other side of that. You know, there could have been many or even just one person 
on the other type of preaching that God had called you to do in this whatever specific time. And that would be the reason you did it. You know, there's many times in the Bible where Jesus will do not what was safe or not what was comfortable to his disciples. You know, just like, or the people that he was uh, helping out. You know, just like that one story, <clears throat> I don't know in depth, but the story where the man comes to see Jesus to help his daughter who's sick at their house. And then I think Jesus stops. I don't know how many times, but he stops. And the man says, well, why have you stopped? See, the thing is, he didn't, he didn't have the faith that Jesus just had it under control. You know, Jesus has the power to be able to heal. But he doesn't have to, just because you come first doesn't mean he, just mean you're more important than someone else. Every life is the same. Every soul is the same. Every soul is of worth. Even if you don't feel like it is. Anyways, I'm going on that too long. Uh, Verse 13, Then Nebuchadnezzar in his rage and fury commanded to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Then they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my gods, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? See, the Nebuchadnezzar must have been surprised here. Not only that, he, must have been, he was very rage-filled and mad and angry. Probably because he's the king. Why would someone go against what he says? He is the the king of all, in his mind, in that area, anyways. And it's almost to the point where he doesn't know if they just didn't hear it. It's like, is it true? Do you not you serve my gods nor worship the golden image? He was giving them a chance, another chance, another opportunity there. And the devil will give you this when you're going the right way. The devil will oftentimes give you another chance to go back. He'll give you another chance. See, God gives you a way out, but see, the devil will give you a way to detour right back where you were before. The enemy will. And... I've seen that many times in my life, and I fell for it many times in my life. I'm not better than anyone else. I've done it. And you just got to pay attention. You got to keep your focus on Jesus, and you'll go the right way every time, I promise. Anyways, in verse 15, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, sackbut, psaltery, and dulcimer, and all kinds of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast in the same hour into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And who is that God that shall deliver you out of my hand? He's challenging God. He's challenging Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God. Because he feels as if, since he made this golden image of worth, of worldly worth, and the size of it is just so big that nothing can overcome it, not even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego's God, who they say can, who they believe is worthy of worship and not um, Nebuchadnezzar's image and his gods. And then Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, I love this part, answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. See, they have so much faith that they're not even hesitant to tell, to tell them how big their God is. The truth is, it doesn't matter what is coming up against you, what mountain, what giant, I don't care if it's as big as, if it's a whole country and you're the only one. That's on God's side. That's why it's important to have the full-fledged faith, not the convenient faith. That's why it's important to have faith in all things and not just the, some, the things that are good in your life. Because when things like this come up, because it will happen eventually, you'll be going against giants that you wouldn't think you'd be ver going against. But you got to realize that it's not you who's doing the fighting. It's not you who's doing the fighting. It's you who's putting the faith in to let God can take it over to let God handle it because he knows what he's doing. 
He provides a way out, and he provides blessing to those that are faithful. And you'll see here it proves it proves it as as we go on. And they say to king, to the king, verse seventeen: If it be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of thine hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Now, see, I love this because they don't really know what God's going to do, but what they do know is that God has the power to deliver them. So he makes they make it clear that if it be so, if is really is really important here, if it's in God's will, he'll deliver them. But if not, he, they make it known that they will not serve the God that they they will not serve the king's gods or worship the image because they know. His gods are not what saves them. His gods are not what we can deliver. His gods are not what give them that eternal life that God gives us today and every day. And every single day you have, also you have a chance. You have an opportunity to make that choice. I feel like I'm going to say that every sermon. But anyways, not a bad thing. And that's the thing. You know, it's that if factor. The if factor is what keeps us faithful. And the if factor is what also keeps us fearful because we allow the enemy to come in and whisper in our ear and say well what if what if he can't do this or what if you just go about this the wrong way or what if god is not really with you what if you're not actually good enough what if you're not what if god isn't actually calling you to fulfill your purpose or what if that sudden thought you had in your mind or that sudden prayer or that sudden person you had in your head that god gave you wasn't really in need or what if you get humiliated for doing these things? What if people persecute you? we got to get over the fact that it shouldn't matter what people think. Because what people think, the government, the majority, it's getting to the point now in our world today, and it's being shown every single day in this country, that whatever majority go says is right is right. But that's not true. You know, murder is never going to be okay in my book. Murder is never going to be okay in the God's word. Not the murdering of babies, not the murdering of people in general. Killing will not be tolerated. Killing is not okay. But yet, depending on who's in power and their beliefs and what the majority believes, in our world it seems as if if the majority says it's okay, it must be. A lot of people are being deceived today for that, from that lie there that the devil has brought out. And it's easy to believe something like that because when it's it's hard to stand out for a lot of people. That's why we got to make this choice with God to choose Him, and He gets us ready for this kind of persecution. He gets us ready to be able to answer to those who have these questions because not every one that thinks this way is necessarily going to go out and persecute you. Some of them are just confused. Some of them don't know what they're doing. Some of them are just doing it because everyone else is. And that's why we are here to provide the word so that people may be changed, so people may choose to live and choose the life that is serving Jesus, which is so much greater than what they've been for. Then they'll be revealed the truths. Then we won't have to you won't have to worry about that. They won't. Anyways. The key point that God showed out to me in this one, in these few verses, we're already done with the verses, is that 
no matter what goes on in your life, the type of faith you have determines the outcome. We can't expect for God to deliver us from these big giants. We can't expect God to heal us from our illness, or we can't expect God to do these God-like things that take an immense amount of faith because the less faith we have, the more uh, blockage we have. From What I mean by that is, you know, if you're going through this storm right now, okay, let's just say what God says to go right head, in, head right into it. But you don't want to because you're fearful that you go into there that you'll get hurt or that you'll die or that something happened. You might lose something. You might lose your phone. You know, because our phone, for some reason, is is more important than the Bible these days. Ain't that something? We start prioritizing what we have over over God, and what that does for us is just blocks him, blocks him from being able to do what he is able to do, but we're just not allowing him to do. And that's the thing we always want to we always want to like blame God, or we want to be like God. I know that. You can still do this, and it's just a process. And I know, God, that you're just doing whatever you can. I know it's going to take time. One of the reasons it's taking so long is because, well, we, as people, block him. Not that he has to do anything. He's just waiting on us. He's got the answer right there. He's just waiting on us. So sometimes it is that case. It is a process sometimes. It takes development sometimes. But other times, it's us that needs to be making the change. It's us that needs to be able to remove the blockage, I'll say. And it all has to do with the faith that we have in God. Whether it be small or whether it be the biggest thing we've ever encountered or whether it be as simple as studying the Word. How can you say you have so much faith in God but you won't study His Word? But what you will do is you'll go look on the news every single day and every night and every evening because you want to see what's going on. You want to see... You want to see that the world is just being more chaotic, and that and in that chaos, you could have been, you'd be worried because you'll be worried about your kids if you have any. You'll be worried about your family because they're in this work that has, man, we'll say cases since that's very relevant right now, is the COVID cases. There's a specific type of job that is really susceptible, and there's a specific type of people, and you're worried. But see what you could be doing. He's reading the he's reading the Bible. And what the Bible will teach you is that God has it under control. That, yeah, this is happening and this is not the best situation in our life, but we know that God has it under control. It's not like COVID's gonna overcome God. Are you kidding me? If we really took heed to who God is, which is the creator of all the things on this earth. Which is why Jesus was able to just to tell the storm to stop, and they and it did. Nature listens to God. Illness listens to God. God has control over your life. God, God has control over what's going on in your life. Now, what happens is up to you. What happens the 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 end result is what is up to you. Because it's the choices that we make and what God puts in our life is what we get after the fact. You know, I think there, there's some scripture right now. Not what's always been. There's some scripture in the Word. 
speaking of uh, plague sorts of, you know, it's kind of like this COVID thing. That if people have, I don't know if it's word for word, but if people have faith in him, that he will deliver them out of it, then that's what will happen. But if they don't, I don't know, I don't know the rest, but it's just not good, let's say. A lot of it has to do with faith. Faith is so crucial in life, in your walk. Without faith, you have nothing. Because no one sees God like like where Jesus went on earth. You know, No one just sees God like that anymore. So it takes faith. Faith is what faith is the, you know, like I said in the last one, the evidence of un, of things unseen. And with faith is how we get the breakthroughs. With faith is how God is able to move in our life. With faith is how we are able to be joyful, knowing that God is under control even in times of trouble to the world, like this COVID thing. I don't, I just don't, it just amazes me how, and I'm sure I've done this at some point too, how we can say we trust God with everything, but we can't trust God enough to give him 10% even of what we make. Because, you know, I mean, if you break it down, God gave us the job for us to be able to make money. He gave us the money. He gave us the place to buy food, and he gave us enough money to provide for the family, if we have any, or whatever we have. To pay for the family, to pay for the insurance, to pay for uh, health, medical issues, to help pay for medicines, to help pay, to pay for uh, car insurance, house payment. All these things are from God, and God makes a way. But we can't trust Him enough to provide by giving just even ten percent or just even ten dollars a week in the offering. Now. I used to be a big, um, not donator, I used to be a big, I'd never, I'd never do this, okay, and like, I'm just now starting to get into it, God is convicting me, and telling me that, if, hey, if you want to move in your walk with me, that you're going to have to trust me more, that's going to take some removing, that takes removing, I'm going to speak of this, probably this whole series, this is the second part of three, I'm going to, I know I didn't put in the title of the last one, it's going to be part, that was part one of three, this is two, and then I have the third one, coming up but all this um, he spoke to me he said you know you're gonna have to start giving you know because I spoke that I'm very I'm a very selfish person at times a lot of times I'm very selfish I could I would rather do what I want to do rather than help others and that's just crazy that's just something that I should not do but I do and that's just me but I spoke to God about it, and I said, you know, I know I'm like this. I know I'm this way. Is there any way you can help me on that? I need to be developed because I know that I'm not going to be able to receive if I can't give. i got to give not only time and my faith and my soul to God, but i got to give to people. i got to be – God says in, the, it says in the Bible, I'm not word for word. I'm butchering this way off, but I don't know where I would. It talks about you have to have a generous heart, not just with God but with people. You gotta be able to give. You gotta be able to help out. You gotta be able to, you know, not be asked to do things, but still do them. And not just to receive blessings from God, but out of the kindness of your heart. You gotta want to do that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, after I prayed that, God had just spoke to me. You know, you just start doing this, because I know that if I start giving my own earned money to God. 
to the church or wherever he sends it, then it'll be used for his purpose and it'll be used for greatness. And then, you know, God's going to provide for me. I don't have to worry about that money. I don't have to worry about what I'm going to be eating. I, he's already provided enough for that. But what I'm saying is it'll come back. Not the not money specifically, but that's how God works. You have to be able to have the faith to give, to be able to receive the blessing. It takes the removing to, to bring in the new. You got to remove the old, bring in the new. And I tell you what, if people would just get that down, if people really tried on that, it would just really make a difference in their worship life, their church life. They'd be able to see a lot more of what God has for them. They wouldn't be stuck in that stuck moment. That's a little foreshadow for the next one. For the next one. I think. That might be a different one. Yeah, I think it's a different one. It kind of. I don't know. But all I know is that, you know, with through God we can do anything. But it's not like he's... We expect God to just do and 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 do. We want to take, 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 and not give more. The reason you haven't been growing is because you haven't been you've been given the same. If you give already, you got to give more of yourself. You got to give more time. You're not just I'm not talking about money, but that has to do with the two. You know, you got to give more of your what you've earned here on earth because you know, like I said in the last one, growing and the. Growing in Christ is dying in the flesh. You have to die to yourself. You have to stop worrying about the worldly desires. Stop stop doing this. Stop doing that. And God will appoint you and God will convict you in certain areas in your life. He won't convict the same person the same way at the same time. Because we'll have a different purpose. That's why you're here. You're here for a purpose. God has made you and he knew before you were born. In sin, by the way. That you had a purpose and that you could be great for God. You just have to choose to do it. You have to have the faith to be able to do it. And it's not easy. I'm telling you now, it's not easy at all. It's probably one of the hardest things you can choose in life. But it's worth it. And it's not worth it because of the blessing. It's worth it because of the one that's in control. Not only in your life, but in everything. You'll see in time that in the moment... You'll never be able to see what God's trying to do. But if you ever look back, you're like, wow, God is just amazing because he put me in these places where exactly when I needed to be in because at this time I needed to work on this. And this person helped me with that. And they may not even know it. But see, that's how God works. You don't have to know it, but God's doing it. Anyways, I've probably made this one too long and I've kind of rambled a little bit. But I really feel like we gotta, we got to stop worrying about. we got to stop having this convenient type faith that is depicted on the situation that we're in at that specific moment. we got to have the full-fledged faith. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And let me ask you people. Who's your King Nebuchadnezzar today? Or who's your furnace? Who's your King? We'll start with the King. Who's your King Nebuchadnezzar today? Who's the one trying to keep you down who's the one that's stopping you from being able to make god do his thing or let god do his thing who's the one trying to tell you the lies of the enemy that you're not good enough that what i have is better that because i put so much time and faith into this it must be worthy of worship and the same goes with the furnace who's allowing the furnace to prevent you from moving on 
What is it that is stopping us, or stopping you from taking that step, taking that risk? On the other side, God's got it. That's all you got to have faith in. Don't have that convenient type faith. God really spoke to me with this one. He really did. Not that I was in this specific situation, obviously, but, you know, it's just something you got to always keep in mind. You got to always have faith because he's always watching, always guiding, always putting things together for you, for your purpose, to glorify his name. Always ask is a little faith, a little trust. And oftentimes it's the hardest thing to do for us. But once we get it down, it gets noticed, and then we're able to move forward. And what a blessing that is. What a God we what a God we have. Amen to that. Huh. I tell you what. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't be who I am today. If it wasn't for God, I wouldn't even be here. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't choose. I wouldn't have chosen to be to follow Jesus, to follow to follow Christ. But he loves me and he loves you. So that being said, if you feel like God's knocking on your heart today, if you haven't chose to follow him before, but you you're feeling him, you're feeling on your soul. And you'll know and I'll explain it this way. As I'm speaking about this, you'll feel this little burning sensation on the inside. It's not explainable fully. It's something you've never felt before. But as I keep talking about it, it just keeps rolling like a snowball. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's God knocking on your heart. That's Him telling you, hey, you're not as bad as you think you are. Yes, you're a sinner. But if you choose me, you'll be the game. You'll be able to inherit the kingdom of God. Not because you cho- not because you loved God first. It's because God loved you first that He's knocking on your heart right now so if you decide i asked all all of you that aren't saved today that haven't chose but they're feeling god knocking on their heart this morning or this evening or whenever you're listening to this it doesn't matter what time god's all god's hands are always open his arms are always open waiting for you to accept them just pray this prayer with me and if you do this and if you fully believe in your heart if you fully want this you gotta want it and you got to have faith in him you will see a move in your life. You will see the struggles disappear. You will see the things that you used, to, you used to worry about have peace over. God gives everlasting peace. It's not It's not just like a drink of alcohol or a simple pill that you can take to make it last temporarily just for you to get worse and just for your body to get more unhealthy as the more you do it. See, God will cleanse you and he'll make it eternal. So if you feel like if you feel like God's knocking on your heart today, join me in prayer right now so that you may be starting on your journey today, not tomorrow. You're never going to be able to get saved tomorrow because there never is one. It's today, right now is the day. Today if you win today, if you have that mindset of winning the day and not worried about the tomorrow that you don't even know, then you'll be okay. As long as you have God in your priorities and your in your first focus. Anyway, so join me in prayer right now. Just repeat after me if you need this touch from the Lord. If you need to start your journey with them. If you want to choose to follow Christ. Heavenly Father, I'm a sinner. 
and I know that you are calling me. Heavenly Father, I choose to be with you, to follow Christ. I know that Jesus died for my sins, and that Him and only Him and the blood of Christ will be the only way for me to be saved. Heavenly Father, I accept the journey. Father, I want to start my walk with you, Lord. I feel you knocking on my heart and I can see your arms wide open. I'm embracing them. Amen. And for those of you that are listening, and for those of you that have done that, that have accepted Jesus, you deserve, you just, you know, you deserve, just raise your hands. I don't care where you are. I know that we're not in a, we're not in a church building or whatever. Just raise your hands because you ought to be awarded. You just, not awarded, you ought to be, I don't know what the word, I can't think of the word. You should be, you should be grateful. You should be thankful because God chose you in this moment for your purpose. You are good enough, and you can do it, and you're going to overcome, and you're going to be able to do these great things in the Lord as long as you have your faith full-fledged. Raise your hands this morning. Let God know. Let it be known. You may seem crazy, but you're not. Crazy for Jesus. That's what I am. You know, I don't care to tell people. Now, there's a point where I didn't want to. Recently, obviously. Recently, too. That's crazy. But now I just feel like I wouldn't care because it doesn't matter. I don't care if people think I'm crazy. The people that want to hear it and the people that want to listen, that's why I'm doing it. I'm not doing it for the people that think. It's not a matter what they think. I'd rather God see me and be pleased with me than anyone else on this earth, even the majority. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and get off of this. Uh, it's been about 40 minutes. So I really hope this one... Uh, Went well with the past one. Uh, God kind of just, I didn't know what to name these, but I'm naming this one Convenient Faith. Uh, I feel like it all, it really all ties in together. The third one, I didn't, it didn't, I didn't know that till after. And that's just how God works. That's just amazing. It amazed me. It blew my mind. I hope it blows your all's mind next time. But uh, like I said, hope you all got something out of this. And we're going to go into a word of prayer. And then we'll, we'll close with that. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity and this moment and this invitation for people to become saved, Father, if they choose to follow Christ, Lord. Um, I pray for pray over all these people that cho- choose that today in this moment so that they would be grown, so they would be cleansed and be made new, a new creation, God says, that you'll be. You're not going to be the old self anymore. You're going to have this Holy Spirit on the inside, and that Holy Spirit's what's going to make you different. You're going to want to do things differently. You'll see things differently. You'll be you'll be serving God in no time. I can see it. You'll be doing great things in God's name, glorifying His glory and His name, the King of kings. What a God we have to be able to do that. What a God we have to want to do that, to love us enough to call us out even though we don't deserve it. Heavenly Father, I thank you once again for this opportunity and the ability and the will that you've given me to speak to people even if it's not physically in this moment I pray that you continue I continue to grow in my faith and my relationship and my walk with you and I pray the same for anyone who's listening that if they didn't that they've already been saved that they got something out of it that might impact them might direct them 
might show them what you have to reveal for them in the next season, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.